and welcome to Science is fun E. I am your host, Private, a.k.a. Avery. I am nine years old and currently in the fourth grade. Joining me today is Skipper, a.k.a. Craig, who is currently aged and grouchy. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny, Private. So seriously, what would you like to talk about today? Oh, I would like to talk about... Hey, Skipper, you look awful today. What's wrong? Oh, Private, I feel terrible today. I think I've got cicatorious. What's cicatorious? When your mother was four years old, any time she was not feeling well, she would say, I think I've got cicatorious. It was kind of funny, so it stuck. Wait, why do people get sick? Evil spirits. I think one's got me now. Evil spirits? You're joking, right? Well, many years ago, before science discovered why people got sick, people believed that a lot of strange things caused illnesses. Why don't we do some research and see what people used to believe, and then we'll compare it to what we believe now. Uh, okay, uh, take an aspirin or something and don't breathe on me. Yuck. (coughs) So, what did you find out? Wow, people believed some pretty weird things that made them sick. Some believed bad air made them sick. They called it malaria, mal for bad, and area for air. Some thought a particular god was punishing them for eating something they weren't supposed to, or doing something they weren't supposed to, or they were being punished for something their father or mother did. Hey, that's so unfair. Nothing about gods and goddesses is fair, Private. It's something we can talk about in upcoming episodes. (coughs) What else? Some thought a witch or some sort of sorcerer had cast an evil spell on them or given them the evil eye. Skip, that's crazy. Why would people even believe that? Private, remember a few episodes we talked about what adults do when asked a question they don't know the answer to? Yeah, (laughs) they just make something up. Right. Priests and ministers and people in power who were supposed to know what their gods wanted had to make something up to keep their job and sometimes to keep their very lives so they couldn't admit they didn't know why people got sick. And people just believed them? They're so dumb. Well, Private, no one knew what made people sick. So because there wasn't a better explanation, sure, people believed it. Religion was everything to ancient people, so they were primed to believe anything their religious leaders told them. It wasn't until science and scientists discovered the real reasons that people had better explanations. Explanations backed up by evidence. So, what are those better explanations, other than those stupid stories people just made up? (laughs) Well, for example, today we know that malaria is caused by a small cell called a plasmodium that gets into a person's blood when an infected girl mosquito bites them, looking for their blood. Just the girl? That seems unfair. What does she want with blood? Yuck. Are mosquitoes like vampires or something? (laughs) I guess you could say that. But no, she uses materials in the blood to make her eggs. The nice boy mosquitoes just bite plants. But there are many other ways that people get sick. Like what exactly? Oh boy, I hope you've got a while. There are quite a few. Let's talk about the most common reasons. The two biggest reasons why people get cicatorious are bacteria and viruses. I've heard of bacteria. They're real bad, but what exactly are they and what do they do? Well, bacteria are very primitive types of cells. Remember cells? They're the building blocks of all larger living things. Bacteria are probably the most common living thing on the planet. But 
they aren't bad. My mom and dad are always telling me and my sister to wash our hands before we eat. I think that has something to do with bacteria. Private, there aren't any living things that are evil or bad. All living things just follow the two basic rules of life. Wait, there are two rules of life? Why hasn't anyone told me these rules? I, I might be breaking one and I won't even know it. <laughs> Don't worry. They're built into your DNA. You can't help but follow those rules. So what are they? Well, the first one is find food while not becoming food yourself. That one's easy. I just go to the kitchen and open the refrigerator. And what's the second one? <laughs> For most living things, it's not that simple. They can't just go to the kitchen. Uh, but the second rule is make more of yourself or reproduce. All living things follow these rules from the moment they're born. Like a mom having a baby? But you said bacteria can make us sick. Doesn't that make them bad or something? <laughs> no, it doesn't. They don't mean to make us sick. They're just using us as a source of food. There's no intention. Intention? Oh my god, are they eating us? That's so disgusting. <laughs> intention it means that someone or something knows what they're doing. But bacteria, they're just following the first rule. How do you know that they don't? Maybe they do know. Well, in order for them to know something, they would have to have the parts that could allow them to think and act on their decisions, like your brain and muscles, and they don't have those parts. So they're just following the first rule. Also, keep in mind that most bacteria are helpful to us, not harmful. Helpful? How do they help us? I thought they made us sick. <laughs> Private, we are covered inside and out with many, many different types of bacteria. Stop right there, mister. I am not covered with bacteria. <laughs> am I? Yes, you are. It's only a few types of bacteria that cause problems, uh, usually when they get into areas they don't belong. Many bacteria are found in our digestive tube. They help us break down certain foods. They produce vitamin K that we use to stop our blood from leaking out when we get a cut. And they are so important to our health that we even have an organ to store them up in case we lose too many. It's called your appendix. Still gross, but how else do they help us? Well, I know you like yogurt and cheese. Yeah, don't tell me, please. Don't tell me. Yep. Yogurt is loaded with all kinds of bacteria that make it taste good and keep our digestive tube healthy. Okay, okay. Gross. How come you just have to go and ruin all my favorite foods for me, hmm? So most bacteria are okay. Then how do some make us sick exactly? Well, if a type of bacteria gets into a place it's not supposed to, it can cause a problem. Like a person robbing a bank? How do they do that? <laughs> there is a bacteria that can cause a disease called tetanus. The bacteria is very, very plentiful in dirt. It doesn't cause any problem if it gets on your skin. It's only when it gets under the layers of our skin that they can cause a problem. But how does that cause a problem? You see, they produce a material that prevents our muscles from relaxing. It starts in the jaw muscles, which is why the disease is sometimes called lockjaw. And as the material slowly builds up in the body, other muscles can't relax either. It's very painful. It can lead to death. That's why we need a tetanus shot every 10 years, or when we step on a nail, or we get a deep, dirty cut. Okay, what else? Well, I know you like to cook, and I know that you follow the steps to make your food the right way. If food is not prepared or stored correctly, certain bacteria can cause food sicknesses or can be a way for parasites to get into our bodies and make us sick. What are parasites? They sound pretty bad. Well, parasites are bad for us. Parasites are living things that live on or in other living things and harm them. 
But that makes them bad to me. I thought you said some more good makes no sense. Well, not parasites. But keep in mind, there are many other living things that live on or in us that don't harm us. They may even help us. What makes a parasite a parasite is that it harms the thing that it's on or in. Once again, gross. So you said viruses can also make us sick. What are those? Do you remember a few episodes back when we talked a little about DNA? Uh, sure. Oh, yeah. Tell me again. (laughs) DNA contains the plans for what every living thing looks like and Mm -hmm. acts like. It's stored in a part of the cell called the nucleus, and the DNA controls Mm -hmm. everything about that living thing. So... In order for the DNA inside the nucleus to control what the cell Mm -hmm. does, it has to be able to tell the other parts of the cell what they're supposed to do or make. And it does this by using a messenger called RNA. You see, DNA creates the message and sends it by the messenger to the parts of the cell that have to do what the DNA wants. So what does that have to do with viruses? Patience, private patience. What do you suppose would happen if the message was wrong or the message carried an entirely different message from the one the DNA wanted? That sounds bad. I don't think the cell would do what it was supposed to do. Right, and that is where viruses come in. A virus carries a message entirely different from the one the DNA wanted. Viruses carry one message and one message only. Make more viruses. Yeah, they're just following rule number two. Wait, the cell does what the virus tells it to do? It's like a minion for some big evil guy in one of those action movies. (laughs) That's right. It kind of does sound like that. You see, all living things are made from different kinds of protein. Skin, muscles, hair, heart, fingers, everything. What DNA does is hold the instructions for how to make the protein that make those parts. Once the cells make all the correct proteins, the living thing is done, and it looks and acts like it should. Maybe it's a worm, or a spider, or a tree, or a person or another virus. So that's why it takes about nine months for a baby to be born. The cells are making the baby's proteins. Right, and why it takes 21 days for a baby chick to come out of an egg. The chicken's DNA is making its cells make the proteins to make the chicken. So how does a virus get into the cell and tell it to make more viruses? That's their superpower. They trick the cell into letting them in because they have the key that lets them in. Wait, you're telling me the cells have locks that can be opened with a key? Now you're talking fantasy movies. Seriously, Skip, get your facts straight. Well, I do. See, see, body parts have to talk to other body parts to tell them what to do and when to do it. When you chew food, your mouth tells your stomach to get ready for it. And then the stomach tells your intestines to get ready to digest it. Your brain tells your body when to sleep, wake up, and lots of other things. Many of those orders come in the form of protein. And in order for the protein to get into the cell to tell them what to do, they have to have a key. And like all keys, they have to have a very special shape. It's that shape. It's the opposite of the one on the surface of the cell. Hmm, how does that work? I have here my house key, my car key, and the key to my shed. You see the notches and the grooves? Yeah, of course. Well, are the notches and grooves all the same on all of them? No, they're different, different patterns. Right. The messages the body sends to its parts are like those keys. 
Each message has a key and it can only fit into a certain lock on a cell. Viruses make us sick, they have the keys to the locks and they can open the cell and get in. And once they're in, the message they contain makes the cell stop doing what it was supposed to do and instead make more viruses. Because those cells aren't doing what they're supposed to do, we get sick. So that's why we felt terrible, because our cells aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Like, they're breaking rules. So how do they get better? You have an army. An army? That's so cool! Uh, where is it? It's inside of you. It's called your immune system. So there's no soldiers and guns and stuff. Wow, that's just boring. No, there are soldiers and guns and stuff. They're just a different type of soldier and a different type of guns and stuff. Let's sort of see the guns are killer types of proteins and the soldiers are special soldier cells. There are many kinds, but some of our soldier cells search for cells that don't belong in or are not doing what they're supposed to do. Then the soldiers surround and kill them with the killer proteins. That's kind of cool. Yeah, there are also cells that make proteins that search for and surround enemy cells so they can't do anything, and eventually they die or they get killed by other soldier cells. If we have this great army inside of us, why do we get sick at all? Aren't well, they supposed to be doing their job? <laughs> well, it takes a while for the army to get up to speed. You know, most of the time you're not sick, so we didn't need the army too much. And while the army's getting ready, we get sicker and sicker and sicker until finally the army starts to get ready to fight. And then we start feeling better and better until we're not sick anymore. Hooray for the army! Yay, good guys! Woo! Uh... Private, this is a huge topic. We could spend days on all the different ways we become ill. There's bad chemicals and gases like asbestos and carbon monoxide. There's mistakes in the DNA plans we have. Or we can get sick by not getting the right types of foods and vitamins and minerals. There's allergies to proteins in the air, plants, foods. The list goes on and on. Maybe we should keep some of these for later episodes. Yeah, okay. I'm not feeling so well myself right now. I have a headache. <laughs> That's too bad. You know, there's also diseases called psychosomatic illnesses. They're caused by your own brain. Uh, what's that? Well, your brain tells you you're sick, and even though nothing is making you sick, uh, you still feel terrible. Okay, let's get some soup and rest. Yeah, chicken soup and rest. You got that right, Skipper. Oh, my head. I think I have cicatorias as well. <coughs> <laughs> right. And now it's time for question of the week. If you remember, last week the question was, is it true that nothing begins with the letter N? And I know this is a pretty tricky statement because it depends on how you read the sentence. Is it true that the word nothing begins with the letter N? Well, yeah, it is true. But is it true that nothing, meaning no words, begin with the letter N? Then it's not true. So it's one of those tricky statements that can be true or not true, depending on how you read it. It's a very, very tricky question, and be careful if somebody uses one of those on you. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Come back next week for another episode of Science is Fun E. Oh, and don't forget to visit our website at www. 
science is f-u-n-e dot com or listen on itunes or just search for science is funny in the podcast section you can contact us with your answer to the question of the week at question at science is f-u-n-e dot com or to suggest possible topics for upcoming episodes email topics at science is f-u-n-e dot com you can email me at private at science is f-u-n-e dot com or skipper at sciencesfune.com. I'm Private, aka Avery, hoping you have a great week. TTFN!